In today's uh, brunch, uh, food and drink reporter Andrew Dambina caught up with a busy New Zealand-based winemaker who has travelled the world for decades, consulting on winery production, as well as doing the same for his native country. Alan Hedgeman was in Hong Kong after a trip to Chushan Valley, which is in Penglai region in China's northeast province of Shandong, where he oversees Mystic Island Winery, which is owned by a Hong Kong-based couple. We hear what kind of tasks make up on a roving winemaker's lot, especially in a new winery. Alan started by explaining about uh, what a winery does, and this was recorded in an outdoor restaurant table. So do excuse uh, a little distance uh, traffic ambience. My job is really to lead the winemaking direction, determine the styles, assess the fruit quality and make some harvesting decisions, and really take the winemaking through to the finished product and present the wines at perhaps some storytelling events. The focus is quality. The varieties we're producing, Cabernet Franc, Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot and Petit Verdot are the, the red varieties and uh, you know, famed in the Bordeaux region. Uh, but we also have a white variety, Chardonnay. Uh, we do have two new plantings just going in now. We have uh, Tempranillo being planted and we have a little bit of Carmenere being planted. You were brought in once the winery, the facility had been built. The vines had been in the ground for even six and seven years when I came on board. I turned up and there was a lovely vineyard planted and there was a lovely big building but it was a construction site so I was uh, like a project manager. We together determined what equipment we would use and what we'd put into the winery, you know, decided on all the tanks and all the processing equipment and because we're a uh, gravity were a four-story building we used three levels for the winery mm. so we were able to put in equipment that was very very gentle uh, so we're using some of that gravity flow yeah. you're here from New Zealand what's your annual schedule like obviously there are certain times where there might be um, more care needed harvest being the most obvious how do you split your time then between New Zealand and Shandong province well up to just recently it's uh, it's been pretty busy a couple of years ago I finished a role that uh, was full-time apart from the time I needed off for China right Uh, so I was working two jobs since then I've done a bit of contracting so I can work a bit more from home and I've been working with a couple of wineries back home that time hasn't been so demanding apart from the harvest time but just recently I've finished those contracts so I can focus more on the Mystic Island. In your bio it mentions you working in US and Italy, France, Spain. I went over to those countries both to enhance my knowledge, work experience earlier on and then at the later stage it was to consult so over in Spain I consulted on uh, the Sauvignon Blanc over there that was just for a harvest period and uh, the other times of working overseas have been for harvest periods as well so not not full-time but for harvest periods. So Panglei it's got 50 or more wineries that have aroused international interest since the 2000s so that seems to be a vote of confidence for the terroir just from that alone Uh, because some of those have won awards what makes it a potentially great uh, microclimate 
that producers can harness and create great wines. What is it about that terroir? I mean, it might be the valley itself that you're in. Well, I believe that's exactly it. I think the the area that it's in, the climate that it has, it certainly has challenges. We get a lot of spring rain, and so does Burgundy, so does Bordeaux. They're famed areas, and they, they get some extreme weather challenges. So we're no different. We're on the same latitude as Napa and very similar to Bordeaux. So it, a lot of it makes sense. But the the terroir, the, the, the soil yeah. is... It's very poor, it's very unique. Uh, we have a sandy loam soil with a granite rock base and we get characters in our wine which we want uh, from that soil. To the north there's uh, Mount Chushan that helps break that harsh winter wind. We have a reservoir that helps moderate the extreme temperatures of the, of the summer but you know, it's one of only two wine regions in China that don't need to lie their vines down during the winter. There's a lot going for it labour-wise. I think there's been a lot learnt over the years. I think information is shared maybe a little bit more now. Uh, I think people understand more about what's needed with the, with the vineyard and I think people are focusing more on the vineyard and maybe bringing in uh, some better techniques in the winery, but I think everybody has learnt to focus in the vineyard and get the vines right and understand what they need. Well, I think I've brought real attention to detail into the winemaking. You know, we're, I'm, I'm a real advocate for the small things make a big difference. There's lots of those small things that we've been able to address. Little things like when the fruit is being picked, we get it out of the sun. I've put in a, a very strict harvesting criteria, so, you know, we, we don't take any bad fruit, you know, that's selected in the vineyard. Then it's taken out of the, the heat of the day very quickly and we've put a refrigerated container on site that we can put the fruit in to keep it cool while yeah. the rest of the fruit's being picked. Right. They're very long days, the picking. You know, the, the farmers, uh, they, they work hard in very hot conditions, but it's very long days for them. Then it comes to the winery and in the winery, we've been able to put in state-of-the-art equipment. So we've got temperature control, uh, we've got gentle handling, we've got gravity feed. Uh, it all just makes so much difference. And I'm really high on understanding the analyses of the wines and I need to know that we've got the balance right in the wines. Tasting uh, the small amount of wines around the region that I have, uh, there is a, a mix of quality. Okay. But there's also some interesting wines and yeah. some, some very good wines. Yeah. Uh, so, but there are some different styles. Uh, there's orange wine. Mm. What I've noticed, because some wine regions it's very hard to get from one to another winery and to get to another winery. And I've noticed in the, in the valley that it's actually very easy now to get there. So if you went there for two days or three days, you could have a wonderful experience around all of these wineries. You could dine and wine and dine at each of them, one for lunch, one for dinner, and then do that over two or three days. Around the seven in the vicinity. Absolutely. Um, that takes me to my what have you got in the pipeline question. I would like personally to see us perhaps look at a unique white wine variety that will match superbly with the Chinese cuisine. Yeah. You know, there is some really interesting white varieties out there that I think make amazing wines and will also go 
with the Chinese cuisines. And of course there are so many regional types of flavour, sauces yeah. and cooking. Yeah. I mean a lot of people talk about, I mean you come from the Marlborough region, Sauvignon Blanc being the, uh, yeah. the, kind, the kind of the most obvious one to go with Cantonese food, yeah. but perhaps that's not either suitable or what you want to do. Definitely not. I'll leave Sauvignon Blanc in New Zealand and... Uh, <laughs> leave that to yeah, the Marlborough yeah. winemaker. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think it's best left there. <laughs> no, I have a couple of ideas, but uh, probably shouldn't share them just yet because no. someone might jump in and yeah, yeah, get yeah. on that one. We are looking at uh, the buzzword of regenerative viticulture at the yeah. moment, so that's, that's our way of thinking is um, yeah. how can we reach that goal. Mm. Uh, so there's lots of learning we're thinking of um, yeah planting things in the vineyard that harbor the good insects that help prevent the bad ones in the vines so you know we want nature to take care of itself in, in the vineyard mm. uh, so we're, we're we're composting you know we use the yeah. the waste, the waste mark yeah. from the from the skins mm. uh, we use the prunings we use cow manure we use hay yeah. uh, other the plant material and we have a composting site so so we're, we're definitely you know that's we're, we're also you know watching the sustainability side yeah. of things so you know all, it's all water usage it's uh it's power it's um you know there's there's lots of things uh that uh, you know are going to provide opportunities for us in the future any, any solar panels on the roofs already as a winemaker that's now got quite a few years uh, experience you learn to really consider what you're doing in the winery you know you you don't you learn not to just say okay we need to add this much of this product you you really start to find out that you know you less is more uh, I, I'm more confident with uh, having wines that represent what the vineyard and the, and the season has given rather than trying to add something to make it better yeah. or to cover it up. So I like to see my job as uh, just steering the wines to the bottle stage rather than making the wine and I think if you see my hand in the winemaking then perhaps I have got that wrong. And that was Alan Hedgman, the New Zealand wine-based uh, winemaker of Mystic Island Winery in Pang Lai, which is in Shandong, northeast China. And he was speaking with the one and the only Andrew Dambina. Thank you very much indeed, Andrew, for your feature.